0: hey
1: guys come back to another episode on corner flag talk podcast um this week um we couldn't do the live because all right because i was not available monday evening when we don't normally do the live so we do not pre-recorded one and we wanted to make sure we get something out there to you guys because it's the international break everybody wants something with related to football to be able to digest i wanted to make sure we could have given you guys some content so without further ado i'm here as always with my partner virgil which was good you yeah, know i'm good i'm chilling they win this weekend, or they play in the cup, yeah. They beat up, but done, yeah. 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 Some of us, um, considered three goals to Sam in the first 30 minutes and then had to come back. But we get out all our good stuff. Uh, on the agenda today, we have Premier League wrap up, we have the fallout from the Champions League draw. More, uh, most importantly, which I'm sure you guys would love to hear about, as well as what is going around in the leagues in and around Europe. You know, Barcelona have whooped Real Sociedad this weekend as they continue their climb to claw back uh, the title from Atletico Madrid, who are currently the champions You like. So without that further being said, in the Premier League this weekend, uh, what was definitely the most entertaining game was Hesse Lingard and friends at West Ham took a 3-0 lead in the first 30 minutes against Arsenal and mm-hmm. then Arsenal. Uh, so, to my surprise, actually, well, I to come back to 3 well, Um yeah. Virgil, I missed the first, like, 10 minutes of this game, first 15 minutes, in which two of the goals was considered because, um, you know, everybody's boys praying, man, I went to church. Yeah. And on my way back, I was like... <sighs> I really had watched watch this boy because I see it. At the, I see one nil and then I see two. I was like, Dawg. I mean, the only good thing is that I hardly guy, him a fan to see that, but Jesus Christ, though, that was terrible. Um, after I say, this is the first time that I really upset with Mikel Arteta. is the first time that I felt like if he set us up badly, I did not get these need to put over on the right wing. I thought we were past that as a club. I thought we were past that, 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 Phase of wanting to play over as a winger, unless like it's late in the game, you want to put on as much attackers oh, yeah. as you could, fine. But in terms a setting up. I thought we were at the stage where we play wingers where wingers are supposed to be, strikers where strikers supposed to be. And he put over in a position that he has never played in a professional game for Arsenal in a competitive game. And I felt like that harmed us a lot in the build up. You put Saka back on the left, you have a left winger who's left footed. And a left back was obviously left footed. Both of them want to use the line that also harmed us in the build-up. And it caused a lot of problems. And that lack of ability to hold the ball lack of ability to be able to create chances allowed for us to sit comfortably sit sit comfortably and be able to continue to hit us over and over. And that's what they did. Um while he goes came from playing all the back, but I didn't even think I was like actually playing all the back because he cleared the ball down the line. And then the man, and then Teddy Heller, it all at the other person again. But somebody was like, That's playing on the back. I don't think that's yeah, actually well, I, playing on the back, right? I don't to that but, yeah, and then they showed good spirit to fire back. Callum Chambers and Odegaard were probably, and that were the only man who probably came out of this game with some praise. Um, I really love what I've seen from Odegaard, which I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think, like, I have so missed having a midfielder who has not just the vision for the pass like Ozil and I'm not saying that he is Ozil or if he will be that okay. good but for somebody who has the vision to see the passes as well as has the technical ability to execute them it, it it is such a breath of fresh air. Now when you look at all he goes after scored, so it was all of him putting Caleb Chambers into a good position to put the ball into the box, and then him feeding Nicolas Pepe, who also uh, assisted Lacazette for the equaliser. And I think it's been a brilliant performance by him. It has been a brilliant few performances by him now. Uh, he's caught against Spurs, scored against Olympiacos. He has been playing well in all of these games, and I really do hope. That's the reason that stays in charge of Real Madrid because from the rumors that we are hearing is that as long as he's in charge, he will no longer want to stay at Los Blancos and hopefully he can come to the carpet. Yeah, hopefully.
0: That big signing that you talking about, you know, Udegaard is basically like Urzel 2.0. Yeah. That was like, well, Ozil. Yeah, that man, because he real bad having, having him in that midfield. But we are not going back to that West Ham game, I have to give big credit to West Ham because West Ham managed to score five goals. Yeah,
1: you're, you're five right.
0: Five goals, you're right. Managed to score Man go five goals and still the to win the game. But now, nah, credit. But I, I just say, yeah, the Dawson no, goal look real good. Doc. I I, <laughs> I know, I know. you will say, you know, you know, you're a little disappointed in Ateta. But yeah, I feel like that is just a whole bit of sweet moment because yeah, you don't like you know the setup and everything that caused them to go down. But you have to give them credit for actually fighting back. Yeah. Know. I felt like from. 'Cause if even uh, even from, from from my being um three two down, Yeah. Normally, you know, Arsenal Arsenal do really do really get back in the games like yeah, that. And, it's t- true. And, they, and there was a chance that Antonio could've made it four two. Yeah. Antonio could have made it four two. And you know, credit to the defence. And 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 look at and look at the men look at the men in in Arsenal's defence too. Not, really, not really too. not really those big names, those big yeah, names it right. is. So, you know, credit, credit to that as well. And you know, for them to get back in uh, get back in game like as I would. That, that was a like when I see that I was like that was just a <laughs> uh, textbook cross textbook. Yeah, yeah, I think like
1: somebody who you know at the start of the season and uh, when we did our predictions, I said that if it was anybody for Arsenal who have broken out, it was Nico Pepe, right. and I think that he has been playing really really well, and I, I really don't get why Arteta doesn't play him more, um, or rather I, I do to an extent, and he says that um he is merely a right winger and because you have Bukaya Saka, who has been extraordinary for majority of this season, it is really hard for him to get back into the side. But I do think that one of two things, one, he has used him as a left winger. It has worked well. And two, I I actually think Saka is going through like a bit of a little rut rut, right now. He's been getting into some really good positions these last couple of games and isn't finishing. He had a good chance against Spurs, had a good chance um, at 3-1 against West Ham. He had a good chance against um, Burnley too. And even against... um, Olympiacos, you know, he, uh, not this game here, but he, like before, right? Uh, he has have been getting chances and he hasn't been able to finish it. He probably just needs a little break at the end of the day. These are young players at the end of the day we're talking about here. And I just, I don't see why people don't get more chances. He's been playing really well. He's improved his efficiency on the ball. He's improved his decision making. And he has been actually providing stuff. He's got an assist here, he got a goal and an assist versus. Um, Leicester, he got the, he did the pass for Lacazette, so win the penalty against Spurs, we have been seen a lot more consistency from him, I really hope, you know, Ateta could finally get him back in, and the last thing I want is to be seen all on the wing, you know, regardless if he plays left or right, what tends to happen is that our build up is almost always to the other end of the other side of the pitch, because he doesn't help build up play properly, that just yeah. isn't his style of play. Whereas when you have an actual wigger, they actually combine a lot better. There's a lot better movement. And then over on top, it's just a lot more is a lot more useful. There. If you wanted to go like this game, I'm fine with that. Because I is a big squad. You want to rotate, man. That is fair enough. And he did well on the day, right? But that doesn't mean you should hard over to the side. Because you're costing us a little bit. <laughs> Moving on. Spurs was getting beat up by Aston Villa. And I just had refused to shoot. And then out of nowhere, uh, the ball popped out to Vinicius on a counter attack. And he got his first Premier League goal. Yeah. First first. And then Harry Kane uh, did something and ended up winning a penalty. And as Harry Kane does, as he always does, the slashing penalty successfully. Uh, did you see the penalty incident?
0: No. And, and, so and, and he and, tried
1: uh, to do like a, a like a Cruyff turn, essentially. that way it looked like, right? But he completely missed the ball. Like, he he didn't even make any contact with the ball. It actually looked like if it was, it totally failed him. And the defender was coming in to block the cross. And Kane Man, because he missed the ball, he ended up going forward and the man made contact with him. Uh So, that is how the penalty ended up giving away. Uh, It is a penalty. Yeah, It is a penalty. But, like... You know, people are saying all kind of things about Spurs right now and about Harry Kane too, of him being a dirty player. I, I mean, the truth is, that I do think that he's allowed to get away with a lot of things because he's a good captain yeah. and, I, and he doesn't get away with the same stuff when we look at them in Europe. But like, like look like at the Derby, we didn't talk about it, but like it had these incidents where um, one in particular, Gabriel's ball, he about to pass it out he already let go the ball. And you seen on Hurricane's face that he is actively running in late because he wants to take out Gabriel. Yeah. You know? I do think that because he's a captain, he tends to get away with a lot of stuff. And it's something that the media obviously don't talk about across there because as a captain. captain, you know? Um,
0: But yeah, you think you say about this game? Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we all know Hurricane is a, is a quality player. But for me, that's why, That's why you know, I would always, always have a... Kinda, I wouldn't really look at Hurricane when I when I when I look and I I try I quality striker that I admire because you know that do decide game. It nothing wrong with it. We know a lot of players have that to decide the game. You know the ability to draw fouls, but you know if he just look like he just go all out, whether it be him kicking him kicking himself falling down. Cause when you you describe that goal, that that just basically typical Hurricane would happen you know. Yeah, that 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 is not nothing new. Yeah, yeah but we know we know Spurs also in the media for a lot of. Wrong reasons too for the things that happened before, but. Now, I you know, today, Gary Bale out and I was like, you know, the only reason
1: I come back to Spurs was because um, he wanted to get fit for yeah, the Euros. My fitness. No, that's yeah. tragic for that to be said about it. Other than that, uh, the other games, guys, were just like, stuff for Premier League regulars. So, they don't know about Fulham lost 2 1 to Leeds. If you're Captain Bamford, like I did, to get through. Ah, uh, Brighton actually remember what it is like to finish our one three nil. Um, just on that note, Virgil. Um, at this moment of time, at this very moment of time on Monday, the 22nd, 20, 20, 20,
0: twenty second, yeah. 22nd
1: yeah, twenty second of March. Yeah. Who do you think is getting relegated?
0: Ooh, hey, I'm at, I was actually I was actually looking at that the other day, I, I would have to say. I don't I don't think I don't think it's going to stay as uh, stay as the bottom tree with long with full on West Brom and Sheffield United. Sheffield United for sure. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Oof, West Brom, yeah, but I, I you know you have, you have seen you have seen crazier things, but I will put West, West Brom as going down. Because don't get me uh, wrong, you know it's, uh, I I think it's come too much. Aladai's come back in, you know. I feel like we know what he's capable of doing, but I feel like it didn't happen yet. And if yeah. it was if it was to happen earlier, then I could w- I could look for a comeback. But from now to rest of the rest of the season. For them to go an amazing run, it that's very highly unlikely.
1: the thing is, is like if they was closer
0: to eighteenth, seventeen and sixteen
1: I'll say, yeah. Because the truth is, I think for Ful- uh, played so bad. They might have got up too if they was closer. Not but though there is eighteen points West from uh, on they are literally eight points away from um, Fulham, who are in 18th. Um I,
0: I just think it's too much for them. No, but 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 still to that burn that Burnley being Burnley still seven you know seven points clear. I would still put Burnley in this relegation battle. You know. I would, I would still put them there. The only thing that keeping Burnley up is the defense. And for me, I cannot see Fulham's Fulham going now I can't. I have a feel real tough for them. Fulham honestly. have too much personality. You know, that is Fulham, London Club. You know, you're going, you, you, know, you're going Craven Cottage. That Fulham is a team that, you know, they'll show the fight. They are a Premier League team. Yeah. And I like I Scott feel, I feel I there's, a there. there's a lot of things here. What I can see Newcastle going back down, only for the fact that that would actually ignite them to get rid of that owner. Right. Because, you know, yeah, they have a good squad. We know how big, you know, their stadium is, you know, historical. Brighton, Brighton was looking good before, but Brighton's not looking a little watered down right now. I find Brighton looking a little watered down. But with the manager, I can't see him going on. Yeah, see. But for me, I say if they start have that shock thing happen... I can see Burnley going on. Burnley going through too much. Yeah. To me, it's
1: like a Burnley on Newcastle. Cause I really don't see follow think right about though, Burnley though.
0: Burnley's legit. Burnley is legit. You know, this horse just getting beat the whole time. You can remember last season when the pandemic happened. I think they had 14 players on the books. Rare yeah. people get released. Yeah. And Burnley still managing to fight. And yeah. I feel like, like a lot of quality players, there are a lot of big teams who want to snatch up. Dwight McNeil. And they're just waiting for that time where they need that finance. They, they, need, they need those finances. Yeah, that's I true. Could, I can see that, but you know, for a fact, I can see only going on, but I know for a fact Newcastle going to do something stupid and Newcastle going to find a way back down. I know that for yeah. a fact. That's just typical Newcastle fashion. Uh, So that's a wrap-up stuff in England this weekend.
1: Uh, So Chelsea won 2-0 against Sheffield United. Our own goal in the early was wrapped up by a goal from Hakim Ziyech in the 90th minute. Southampton actually remember always like to win as they beat up uh, Bournemouth 3-0 as Bournemouth was the only team in the FA Cup quarters that was not a Premier League club. Everton lost 2-0 to Man City. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that was coming. And then Leicester, which was probably the headline game of the FA Cup tie. 1-3-1 against Manchester United, which resulted in Fred facing a lot of racial abuse online, for which we definitely do not stand for. And I I, I don't ever get, don't get me wrong, I am somebody who's very passionate about the sport, passionate about Arsenal and about football itself. But I I could never get, like, there's no way Arsenal could lose uh, badly. And, you know, one of my black players could ever, like, drive me to... What a racially abusive? They could have been the ones to score like five one goals
0: or I don't care though. No. That that could never be something that, that your mind
1: goes to when you're angry. My
0: biggest question, my biggest question is not the fact that uh, you know that it happened, you No. Know. My biggest question is always be why when you lose, why that's always be the first thing you go to. No, through. I don't get though. Like there are a lot of things that could be done. Like no. like No, you know, I all for your cussing, gay okay, on. You know. yeah. Call a manager. talk this talk in that though. But
1: how you said after races I don't get I for
0: the Twitter banter. I all for that. You know. I I be d- well involved in that.
1: But I don't think I could understand. I want but
0: big up, dog.
1: Fudja, how do pronounce the man's name, boy? Um, What's the first name? Kalechi. Kalechi Iheanacho. He has five goals in the last two games. He got his first Premier League trick last week. I uh, got two against Manchester United. Uh, look, Fudja, last year, when Leicester choked, finished it top for. we said that it was because it was a lack of goals in the team and a lack of support for the players who's carried them thus far. Do you think Iheanacho is ready to step up?
0: yeah because you know he has i feel like the problem before with a A&H was always you know lester had a very high reliance on vardy and he wanted somebody yeah. to play with him but now they actually getting the best out of both of them yeah you see him both of them playing well together and and that's what they need they, they need all that is good for the, for a change of tactics right now they do have madison so it is it brings an, a whole new element to the game and yeah. you know if they can go forward with having vardy but also too you know they can rely on Vardy all the time yeah. But having Anacho like that, because ANHO has been a League proven player. I know it personally because I see him play for my club. And I know for a fact. I mean, on anybody's
1: not good player for there. No, I know, know
0: for a fact under different circumstances. I wouldn't want to keep keep him as a, as a second choice striker. Like to have ANHO right now as a third choice striker for City, that would be perfect right now. He is amazing when it comes to f- his first touch, his finishing. he just he just honestly looked like he just fails in front of the goal. He just swing and just and just take any chance to get. That was I was like about him. But you know, credit him, credit Fred for me, it's in <laughs> Truboldo. Completely off-topic,
1: We better choose one to sign for City, you just sign Lukaku or Kane.
0: <coughs> given City's style of play, think, and everything. You see that, given City's style of play, I do like the man, but Kane is the best option. Fair enough. Kane is the best option. This the dark
1: we go across, talk about all the leagues, and then we'll talk about the Champions League. Well, we think about the draws who we think we might go through that kind of stuff give you guys a little instant reaction so i let like to go to actually when i gave him who knew they might they could have still done that after being knocked out of the ucl by chelsea they won one 0 to all so they managed to keep their spot at a little distance with them on top however barcelona went rampant as Lionel messi for the fourth time in his career has managed to go 14 straight la liga games getting either a goal and an assist. And obviously, in this game, he got a bag of those. Uh, Lionel Messi was involved in almost everything. Uh, he got two goals on the day, as well as this Serginho death. I really like Serginho Des a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I look back at those PSG games, I thought that, yes, in the end, they did deserve to, go, to lose, right? You know, Mbappe was way too clinical on the day. Um, and did what Dembele couldn't. But that being said, I think you play over these games. One, I think the scoreline is a lot tighter. And I, two, I do think that Barcelona would have had a way better argument to go through in the end. Yeah. Um, I like what we're um, seeing from Barcelona domestically. I do think that it is really up to them if they want to win this title still.
0: Yeah, because, you know, there's always, you know, after every every failure, there's yeah, a little bless, a little blessing in it. And you know, right now, they can focus on the league because right now, given Basel situation and for them to manage to win the league that'll yeah. be that'll be you know still a big accomplishment for Barcelona yeah Can you know Barcelona is synonymous when it comes to trophies on you know silverware yeah and if it's not if it's not progressing that fine Champions League you know they want to go back and retain the crown in, in Spain yeah and look we always say on this show things like you know winners mentality
1: is actually very important and that you know having players in your club that understand what it means to win is important when you are actually looking to win things and i think that the inverse is also true that when you have players in your club that experience losing experience battling experiencing almost reaching to the line and not winning that sometimes it is doomed to repeat itself because They've been there, nerves kicking, and all of a sudden, you see that they and inherently the team falls apart. And I think Atletico Madrid is a prime example of a team that has been there, has gotten far, and fallen apart. And we are possibly seeing that again in La Liga this season. Um, other than that, Real Madrid also managed to win this weekend. Our uh, 3-1 as the man himself, Kareem Goat Benzema managed to get two goals and assist. The assist was to Marco Asensio as they managed to win 3-1 away to... Atletico, I'm at Atletico, Celta Vigo, um, jumping across to the syria Now, um, there was a 3 2 win over Fiorentina for AC Milan as they managed to bounce back from getting knocked out another European team, knocked out by another English team. Uh, they got knocked out by Manchester United in the Europa League. Um, so I don't which managed score nine minutes in. <laughs> Maybe they should have started them against United. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Eric Polga and Ribéry managed to also get a score sheet for Fioretti, before Brahim Diaz and Hakan and Chaladoglu managed to score. Look, look,
0: look, look, how, look how amazing that is. These two old men's and, and Ribéry, still battling it out on course and, and yeah. some, good, some good games. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, other than that, we have Juventus lost this weekend as they continue to slip further down the table. And when we actually look at the table into Milan, who also won this weekend. Managed just stretched their lead on top well not nah, actually stretch it but maintain their lead on top rather um wait they didn't play this again
0: oh nah, my they, God. their game got
1: um possible. why did i think they played this again but uh well all right so they have a game in hand my bad about that guys And uh, they continue they are currently six points ahead of east milan uh, other than that, Juventus, like we said, dropped points this weekend. They are now four points behind Juventus, as uh, well as behind uh, Milan.
0: A lot of people be, had uh, uh, to put some credit on um, Benevento's name. Yeah, I, had you know. I, had, I had people coming out saying how, how Ronaldo going there and losing to teams and nobody know, but men, I don't understand. People in Zaghi coaching that team and that big player. Juventus also managed to take five
1: points from the season. So other than the um, loss here, they've managed to... Uh, um, Draw with them in the reverse fixture, but all of this and all of this babble was for me to come to see. Virgil, how realistic do you think it is that Juventus could possibly not be
0: any Champions League come next year? <sighs> um, it is, it is, um, very likely, you know, because they they're looking they they have their see some moments looking good, but the thing about it when you're looking at game for game, I look at the teams we need them, you have Atalanta. I would say Atalanta, you know, is a better shot at winning, are better shout at winning most of the g- remaining games than Juventus. And I'll put Napoli on the i I'll put Napoli on the exact same the exact same wavelength as Juventus. Who I think could, could grind it out better, it all t- it all comes down to the day. So that means if Atal- if I could see Atalanta, I can see Atalanta surpass um, jumping Juventus on the table. Right. And now that goes down to them fighting up with Napoli. And we know how sticky the Serie um, A could be yeah. for Juventus yeah. with results like this. So don't get me wrong, it is very it is very likely that that could happen.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Though. I love what, look, you thought what men put the respect on the Zaggy team, dog? I want men put respect on Genaro, too, so they was our coach. Let just watched the man and see the man rugged. Remember, we look like all oh, he needs to party. And watch the play, he was, I was like, yeah, but he can't be no big, brilliant coach. He has been doing well for Napoli. He did well for AC Milan before he left. People forget them. That the season that he left at, he left where it was on the final day of the season is when they realized there wasn't the Champions League either. Yeah. On the final day, they could have actually been. He was doing well because that was his first I as a coach. He's gone to Napoli and he's maintained that. He's maintained. I said, this has a stability with them. Um, they've only had one draw in the last four games. They've been winning and they might still be putting on a big one this weekend against Aroma side that have been in form. So... I think that play are very much a dark horse to be one of the teams to keep event us out of the champions League this season yeah. um, and some other something else i was talking about it uh, uh what was the boy uh, we let's touch the Bundesliga first before we talk about the ucl fixtures uh, so anybody's got this this weekend we had Dortmund Joy two all with cologne uh, yeah, you know the usual things when you think Dortmund And you know, riding a wave, you know, there's just shop points. Yeah. Uh then it is much a glad about beating up Shalka, Shalka continue to look like they have to be going down. They looks there's like no saving them. When they sign Calasta I, no, I want people to notice, right? They sign Calasta on like Mustafi, right? Other people were saying, I still have, yeah. have a squad, that should be fighting for top four. But well, <laughs> these men go out there and fight the relegation. So what does that say, right? No, Mr. Mustafi go
0: there just going straight, dog, you know. No, now I'm selling goods, dog, that goods. That man went back home. You know, this man was home sick. Man went back to gym and still doing worse. Dog, terrible,
1: terrible, terrible. Uh, Robert Lewandowski has managed to score another hat-trick as of first today. We got set up again. everybody on the goal versus Stuttgart. And in doing so, uh, he has put himself that much closer to the 40 goal mark to possibly be breaking the Bundesliga record from most goals scored in a season I believe he's on 35 now Um actually beat Leverkusen 3-0 and I was glad for that because my boy Gwendoza ziga assist. I think he's Gary fight down for no necessary reason I think he's a very good player and I don't think his features at outside more because I think he had a how it, is at the Lord God Almighty so whatever yeah. he say how to go uh, but for all the for fans out there. If you um did they go and do their um objective,
0: he'll be getting an upgrade. Um other uh, we could talk about the UCL ball finally nah, so about, I, 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 I think I'll, I'll touch on too that whole um kinda we, we also touch on this too in the in the UCL. But if you're talking about if we could see Juventus play in Europa League next season, look at where Dortmund is right now. Dortmund is Dortmund is currently in fifth place. Terrible. I trap hey, big up the dogs, I chop pick up.
1: Look at you, but brother. Man carrying oh, no, them. Man went back from carrying them back to the carry away, dog. Tough carry job, dog. Uh, um, and Wolves dog, I forget to say this, but Wolvesburg is having a tremendous season, dog. He's just going on the reader, but still keeping
0: us consistency.
1: And Jack Frankfurt Frank, managed to win 5-2 this week. Uh as Andre Silva got two goals. Costage got on the score sheet as well as Timothy Chandler, the American International. Uh we don't talk about Andre Silva enough, but he has been having a really good season. But Virgil, I have trouble thinking if he could translate this to other leagues.
0: That you think, because you know, I you know I've always I always kept one eye on him because you know he's on loan from Milan. Yeah. And I'll always say, even and not just not just that, you know, you're looking at Portugal being big favourites for um, Euros. So, you know, you're looking at our side. People forget that he was leading the line in the strike for Portugal at that point in time. And he was, you know, there. Yeah. With a lot of these young players coming in. He is still, he's still a lot of experience. One, a lot of ex- he's still the most experienced out of all the young, young players Portugal yeah. have up front. And I say for him, he, don't get wrong, his playing style could suit any league. I find so, you know. But I find it for him, it just comes down to his confidence. It just dips very afraid, fast. Boy. i afraid,
1: no, like, with the exception of City, they are, are like, obviously, I talk about this from a Premier League point of view, with the exception of City, a lot of times at Premier League clubs by Bundesliga players, they struggle to translate their form across now. Yeah. And I am really sceptical about City. Now, there are some players that you know they call the standard. For example, Bayern, the entire club. Most of their players can charge it across I do not believe, I believe just Thiago, Alcantara, this one are club. though if he went City, nobody would have all these problems the anymore. Exactly. Um. Other than that, Hallan obviously, Sancho I'm pretty sure as well. But there are a few players. There's there's some things that I just are not so confident in that they would it will transit across. Like like for example, I'm not too sure Andre Silva. You know, not that he was bad at E. C. He was not bad. He kind of didn't get the best chance that he could have no, no. but he was right We could show in those days right yeah
0: and, and, and that no but i say too, his confidence they very fast yeah he was a man who just who, who uh you know this young italian who was getting a chance from the from the academy yeah and realistically he was not looking good at all to wrap up things before we actually go to the ucl we thought what
1: was going to be in top four and you know you think is the honest to you guys is that we start to brush across the bundesliga a lot but there's a guy that i think people should be taking notice of in this whole side it's not just where he was it's not just arnold But uh, a young French centre-back called LaCroix, he's been having a fantastic season for them. I believe uh, for the month of February, he was nominated for Rookie of the Month, which is something that happens in the Bundesliga. And he's been having an excellent season for them so far. Another one of these French young centre-backs that is looking to be showing a lot of promise. You know, you put him up there. With uh, players like Longlet, who is only twenty-three years old, I believe. Yeah. Uh, with with Upamecano, with Konate, with Tadebo, with Saliba, with Fofana, is a lot of them though. Yeah. And he's another one that I think is somebody that everybody should be keeping their eye on, in my opinion. Yeah. Moving on to the UCL ties. Where about better place to start that we talk about Borussia Dortmund and Hammerman City fan. Yeah. I would like to tell all you we just look at watch things right now. However, in the group chat the day before, Virgil did say he wanted to see Borussia Dortmund versus Man City. He also did say certain other things that may have also come true. All, in, in the, all of the other things that he all. said did come true in the UCL, in predicted UCL draws. So as you guys know, uh, coming up we have, why do I not have the fixtures here? Right, we have Dortmund versus Man City, obviously. We have Porto versus Chelsea. We have Bayern versus PSG. We have Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Some stellar ties, some fantastic games. And I really, really, really wish they'd play these games at different times because I want to see every single one without fail. That fear. is so true. First off, we have Real Madrid versus Liverpool. We have two teams who have been extremely inconsistent in their leagues, but have managed to show their qualities in the end in the Champions League. As these two current rated champions of their leagues uh, who look set to lose their league uh, status, they go head-to-head in the Champions League. Just, what are you thinking
0: about this game? That game, you know, you, you know that game have a lot, uh, have a lot of storyline. And that's what I love about this, about this season. This season, majority games have a storyline behind it. Well, except, you know, Porto and Chelsea. You, I, you can look at it and see Mourinho coach both yeah. teams. Basically. Yeah. So that's still a storyline, basically. But that, we know how that, you know, the big storyline behind that was Salavus Ramos. We yeah. know what happened. We know that Bo well, that is a Champions yeah, League replay. Like. Yeah. And I feel like from that go, from that game going in. And that was uh, that was uh, happy that these teams draw up at this stage. Because we're going to see them battle it out over two legs. Because yeah, men could run the life over and men could give give it a, give it a all over 90 minutes. But it, it come down to it, tactics. Yeah. And we know and I always say Real Madrid, yes, has been shaking the league. But but I I find recently now Real Madrid in, in Champions League. I feel I feel that front tree that front tree they're playing like a champions excited yeah they're so playing like they playing like a like a team that and it's two teams I give I see Liverpool and Madrid both teams are teams that know that if we don't finish good in our league we're pushing for this one yeah and both of them both of them is you know, is, you know Liverpool and Madrid two big European giants yeah totally agree man. I love um, that storyline.
1: When we look at uh the teams itself, you know, some players that I would like to highlight is that on uh, Real Madrid side, Fulham he has been having a phenomenal season. Uh, very under the radar, but he has been fantastic. And uh, so has Kareem Benzema. And I think that Kareem Benzema will be one of the biggest um challenges so far that Kava has to face in his yeah. young Liverpool career. Uh I believe Fabinho was back, is back for yeah. Liverpool. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that, that will be a fantastic help. Um, especially if you have both him and Kawak in the back line and then you can possibly keep Henderson in the midfield because I do think that without Henderson is a big mess um, they need they need, them, they need presence in that midfield they need yeah. that for Madrid I, I'm really looking forward to see Fulham Mendy versus Mo Salah yeah. um, he's been going through a goal scorer and rot that I, I do maintain that I don't think it's totally his fault I think it's more that the team The teams are so making sure that he doesn't get the ball because the other forwards are being less uh, consistent with the finishing that they just make it sure that he doesn't get while others are getting chances and not always score it another big game for the new signing in, in Diego Jota uh he's had an injury interrupted career, but when he has been fit uh he has been fantastic and I think going up against uh, Rafael Varane who has had a very mixed bag of a season uh he'll be really really Looking forward to put his name in bright lights in the Bernabeu. Uh Moving on, we have Brescia Dortmund versus Manchester City. Young Erling Haaland, who is being touted as half of the new Messi-Ronaldo rivalry with him versus um, Mbappe, yeah. goes up against one of the best defenders in Europe this season in Parsley-Beckenbauer. No other. Man, man. That's man. That's man. That's man. I really like this guy, yeah. ever since you tell me about Bazi I can't <laughs> forget that, though. I love that talk too much, though. But I guess one of the best defenses in Europe has to be said, uh, like literally the entire defense is like fantastic, though, because you have John Sosa's in form, you have Ruben Diaz, who's obviously had a gigantic impact, uh, arguably signing every season across Europe. You have Katzella, who has been given a new leash of life. And uh, I guess an attack that has some really big names in it. You have Marco Royce. You have uh, Jaden Sancho. And you have the man himself, Erling Haaland. I believe that this will be one fantastic game with Dortmund trying to really test the City back line. And with City, uh, we'll be getting a ton of chances um, on the other end, given Dortmund's advantage. Uh, defensive record mm-hmm. i do believe that um i didn't check the lineup for dortmund this weekend but last i checked is that hits is a goal they yeah. aren't playing murky because guess what guys if he was this the quarter flap like all three years now so i've been safe for the get-go that murky <laughs> is sus strong. No? he's terrible. not a good keeper terrible terrible and they're so tight that he's so bad they want the a part 38 year old keeper in goal instead of him um fantastic title
0: i love it i love it i love it yeah, i we, can't say it we talking we, talk we talk talking storylines you know we know you know Udenhalen, you know, up against one of one of one of his big suitors in Manchester City. Chila Sacha, I guess his former club. Hopefully he could be fit because I w- I want a full I want a strong against his former club. Against, fo- against his former team guarola against you know his old rivals. Yeah. And we just see, you know, we know and uh, we know we know how we know that that firepower, we know the firepower that man have on top. Yeah. And we know in League Man City has kept like seven clean sheets. Yeah. So we know this is a tremendous tie because you know if you if you want to give credit to City, you attack you have to give credit to the defense yeah definitely. so on mm-hmm. the, on that day that's just going to be a battle because you know it that coming out attack. somebody
1: that you know, i think that people need to look out for it, especially with city is um and arian maris has been in fantastic for yeah, recently, the, form recently and i think that when he's on it he is city's best attacker like you know with all respect to stolen and gabriel and whatnot not, not going around, I think. I think at this moment I think that he does he does be the best attacker. I think he's so unpredictable. And once he's on it, you literally cannot stop him. I I would never go as far to say that he's two footed, eh? But he is so good, even with his weak first, that, and he's so good about dribbler, is that he will open up space, and it doesn't matter which side the space comes. He can do something. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. And I think that he's somebody to look out for as City look to progress to another semifinals this season. Uh, we leave the big one for last, which was the Bayern PSG, the replay of last season finals. Don't yeah. worry, you give me a title for the episode, though. The UCL of storylines, though. Yeah. This is all it is, though. the yeah, UCL though. of storylines. Porto versus Chelsea, the Mourinho Derby. Yeah, that big one. That big one, yeah. The Mourinho Derby. Look, Chelsea have probably the best uh, path to the final they could have possibly asked for because after facing off against Porto, granted that they go through against a well-organized Porto team, they have to go on and face Real Madrid Liverpool, both of whom have shown shakiness this season, both of whom, one of which, they have actually beaten this season. Uh, Liverpool being a couple of weeks ago where the man himself, money May, scored. Uh, I do think that Chelsea actually will be looking at this progression part that they have here and saying, look, once we can keep ourselves, once we can play our football, we can literally see ourselves in the final once again. And that is something that I don't think that they would have taken for granted this season that they would have expected to say that, yeah, this was a given. Yeah, you could have believed in their squad quality and whatnot, but this is probably one of the best parts that they could have asked for. They have a very resolute, well-defended um, portal team in their way, but gradually yeah. they can keep themselves amongst the keep their heads
0: on, keep cool about it, they can be looking at themselves going to the fine. We talk about when we talk about when we had that... um. The last UCL roundup we had with everybody. Yeah. And I was I sat down and I spoke about, about Porto and I mentioned that, you know. Look at Porto, they are um, they part during that group stage. Porto has kept a lot of clean sheets. So don't get me wrong. Defensively, Porto is solid. Yeah. Ch- so basically two teams that I was it, this was the perfect tie for, for for both teams. For Chelsea, you know, Chelsea stand looking a little, little little decent on attack. The attack not really looking all that convincing in my opinion. But I say it's the same as Porto. And the only thing that Porto have over Chelsea is that unpredictability. You yeah. know for a fact they are going to defend their heart. So you don't have to going to counter-attack or you don't have to go and bring the game to you. But either way, if they do counter-attack or they bring the game towards Chelsea, we know for a fact the defense is going to play the part. Yeah, So definitely. it all depends. I can't remember who that man on top, um, uh, Ocampos. Yeah. Him, danger man. And there's another, another man on top. So another strong physical striker Yes. That man, that man is that managed He was bullying city city defence.
1: Some man uh, some players that I want to give mention to, um, obviously I take like I I actually last time myself and my partners was talking about um the most important players for each Premier League side. Um, And I said "Money Mace himself, man, I think that he's the key of unlocking everything going forward for Chelsea. He might always get the goals, he might always get the assists, but he drives the quality, the technical capacity that he has and the responsibility that he is very well holding at 20 years old is fantastic. And I think that him going forward will be key. I think that Thiago Silva being back is a fantastic boost for him. Yeah, boy. And I think on the... um, That's a big one too. On the Porto side of things, I think Pepe has been fantastic this season for porto as they look to be the new Atalanta, the new year i asked the dark horse yeah. in this time because let's not mix matters about it while uh chelsea are on this amazing unbeaten run they haven't been electric yet they haven't been uh at the score best that kind of thing they haven't been created chances all over the place and i think that Porto would also probably have looked at this and said that if we look at all the teams remaining probably demo dot one they would have wanted because i do want leaky defense right Pepe has been fantastic, and CJ Oliveira has had a fantastic tie against um, PH, uh, against Juventus, and it's somebody to look out for as well. i don't talk about it. I need a little breather there. though. Yeah, Will you guys
0: always oh, just sponsor some some drinks first? us? Yeah, man. Uh, like or yeah, something. Yeah, true. You. every time we skip our segment, we have a little half-time. Sponsored, boy. Gatorade. That's for sure. Um, All on works coming. Don't worry, guys. Lastly, is a replay of
1: last season's final as we look to wrap up here, guys. This has been a really long episode, can't lie. Um, PSG versus Bayern storyline again, though. Replay of last season's final. I should be back fit for this. It'll be over two legs. And it'll be a game that neither team would be... Have, I don't think neither team would have wanted this, actually. Mm-hmm. Because Bayern would be watching PSG as they want revenge. PSG looking at as Bayern as this super horse that they are, this mega team that they are. And it should be a fantastic game. Mbappe is in ripping form at the moment. He just won Ligue 1's play of the month. He obviously just put Barcelona to the sword. And I think that... Yeah, he, he and Neymar are two players that would love to be able to carry this team past the ghosts of last season and possibly go to the semi-finals. And not to steal your words, dog, but you said that if PSG are going to the the finals, I say they need to work for it. And definitely to beat Bayern, you have to work yeah, hard yeah. for it. And I think that just is also like What's the word, boy? Like you know, like when you see their movies, like somebody find some Talented like I don't know engineer or something and he man working with bare scraps and when you realize where this analogy going I don't mean any disrespect to Spurs, right? <laughs> but uh with with less than substantial tools, right? And then he gave this magic workshop and all of a sudden he could do magic with it PSE is like Potter's magic workshop. Yeah, that he's given all the tools. He has a very underrated, in my opinion, but fantastic centre-back in Pimier, Marquinhos. He has a UCL experience, penalty-saving keeper, yeah. killer Navas. He has staff power going forward. He has a, another underrated midfielder, in my opinion, Marco Verratti. There's all the tools he needs going forward. I think I would go with Neymar, Mbappe, and one of Icardi or Moiskeen. I low key leading the moist keep yeah. yeah. playing, yeah. playing yeah. real yeah. good yeah. and you really go out by and don't sit back do do because as we saw in the um Bundesliga this season when things actually go at them they are susceptible so go at them take the game to them don't wait for them to come to you and it's too late because the thing is last year did that wait for the game to come to them
0: oh. okay eat up dog do that any thoughts on this as we close up i nah, see i know i'll look at look at all these games and say yeah, you know some some games you 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 it to be the final. Some games you know, you it to be later in the competition. But the main, th- the important thing is there's over two legs. Oh yeah. And this and this and this the key thing. This is the key thing. I think um for that game, yeah. And as you say with PSG, because my because I lean towards PSG as favorites for that. Yeah. They start that first leg as PSG away. Right. PSG need to go at that game. Yeah. If PSG can manage a two-all draw. Yeah, she's good there.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right, so that's about it. Uh, all right, fine. Just real quick. Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Who went through? Um, Loki?
0: I see Madrid going
1: through. Good. I'll go pool. City versus Dortmund. City. One City. Porto versus Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea.
0: But hey, but, t- but remember, it's, okay. not excited, it's not easy. Exciting, excited, excited. Ch- ch- what else? What else you going through? For I sure. am
1: going to be that guy that has two screens open. I I have to watch Portuguese. games yeah, like, like, so. Bayern vs i S G. I'll I'll go Bayern. I go Bayern. I will go Bayern. I go Bayern. But I would love it. I, I can't lie. Though I would love P S G to knock them out. Yeah. Though I would love it. I would love it. Though. Alright, guys, it's been great. It's been fantastic, beautiful conversation. Love you guys, especially those who managed to stay for the entire episodes. Uh, for just a side note, uh, so for a while, myself and Daniel's schedule has not been lined up, hence no FPL shows. But coming tomorrow, we're going to start a post stuff on the YouTube account so that you guys can get the content there, even though we might not be able to do it live as we would have wanted to. So look out for that. And as always, like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend. We are actually um, doing some advertising on the channels right now. So every listen really helps to us get some money to probably fix up the space a little bit more. And yeah, catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.